we are currently looking at the writings of some of the leading Christian apologists of the second century. If you are reading this from your living room, office, porch, breezeway or other comfortable location, let's remember that many early apologists wrote from prison or on their way to martyrdom. Defending the faith has never been about being comfortable. It's about being comfortable with being uncomfortable. I find it interesting how first-century Christians would say things like these dash. Greater than so they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for His name. Acts 5:41. Greater than. Greater than the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Romans 8:16 16-18. Greater than. Greater than for to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in Him, but also to suffer for His sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here is in me. Philippians 1 29-30. Greater than. Greater than but even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. 1 Peter 3:14. Greater than. Greater than beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. 1 Peter 4:12-13. Greater than. Greater than do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Revelation 2:10. I believe Christians in the Western world, for example United States, Canada, UK, Europe, may face severe persecution and suffering for being followers of Jesus Christ by the end of the 21st century. That's one of the reasons for this series on a reading plan for Christian apologists. We need to get ready for a 2nd-3rd century-style persecution of the Church. The Holy Spirit, I believe, is calling apologists by the thousands from around the world to equip them for what He knows is coming. While we can learn from the writings of the early apologists about how to respond to the many heresies surrounding our culture, we can also learn how to always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear. Some of the people who may one day ask you or your children or grandchildren for that reason may be people in authority, people with the power to arrest, throw in prison, and even execute. I don't say that to frighten you, only to call us to be ready. Severe persecution is already happening to many of our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world today. Greater than remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. John 15:20. Early Church Apologists So far in this part of our series we have looked at the writings of these 1st and 2nd century Christian apologists- Clement of Rome Ignatius of Antioch Polycarp of Smyrna Justin Martyr Irenaeus We move now to writings of other 2nd century apologists that will be helpful for modern apologists to read, especially in light of how to defend Christianity to government leaders who may be in opposition to the truth of Christ. Quadratus of Athens what we know about Quadratus comes from church historians Eusebius and Jerome- Greater than after Trajan had reigned for nineteen and a half years Ilius Adrian became his successor in the empire. To him Quadratus addressed a discourse containing an apology for our religion, because certain wicked men had attempted to trouble the Christians. The work is still in the hands of a great many of the brethren, 
as also in our own, and furnishes clear proofs of the man's understanding and of his apostolic orthodox. He himself reveals the early date at which he lived in the following words, but the works of our Saviour were always present, for they were genuine, those that were healed, and those that were raised from the dead, who were seen not only when they were healed and when they were raised, but were also always present, and not merely while the Saviour was on earth, but also after his death, they were alive for quite a while so that some of them lived even to our day. Such then was Quadratus. Eusebius of Caesarea, Hist. Ico. 4 3, 340 AD greater than. Greater than Quadratus, disciple of the Apostles, after Publius Bishop of Athens had been crowned with martyrdom on account of his faith in Christ, was substituted in his place, and by his faith and industry gathered the church scattered by reason of its great fear. And when Hadrian passed the winter at Athens to witness the Eleusinian mysteries and was initiated into almost all the sacred mysteries of Greece, those who hated the Christians took opportunity without instructions from the emperor to harass the believers. At this time he presented to Hadrian a work composed in behalf of our religion, indispensable, full of sound argument and faith and worthy of the apostolic teaching. In which, illustrating the antiquity of his period, he says that he has seen many who, oppressed by various ills, were healed by the Lord in Judea as well as some who had been raised from the dead. Jerome, Illustrious Men 19, 393 AD. Aristides the Athenian. What we know about Aristides also comes from the writings of church historian Eusebius and Jerome and from fragments of Aristides' Apology- Greater than Aristides also, a believer earnestly devoted to our religion, left, like Quadratus, an apology for the faith, addressed to Adrian. His work, too, has been preserved even to the present day by a great many persons. Eusebius of Caesarea, Hist. Ico. 4-3, greater than. Greater than Aristides, a most eloquent Athenian philosopher, and a disciple of Christ while yet retaining his philosopher's garb, presented a work to Hadrian at the same time that Quadratus presented his. The work contained a systematic statement of our doctrine, that is, an apology for the Christians, which is still extant and is regarded by philologians as a monument to his genius. Jerome, Illustrious Men 19, 393 AD. Aristides addressed the Roman Emperor Hadrian on behalf of the Christian worldview comparing it with the worldviews of barbarians, Greeks, Egyptians and Jews- Greater than I say, then, that God is not born, not made, an ever-abiding nature without beginning and without end, immortal, perfect, and incomprehensible. Now when I say that He is perfect, this means that there is not in Him any defect, and He is not in need of anything but all things are in need of Him. And when I say that He is without beginning, this means that everything which is beginning has also an end, and that which has an end may be brought to an end. He has no name, for everything which has a name is kindred to things created. Form He has none, nor yet in a union of members, for whatsoever possesses these is kindred to things fashioned. He is neither male nor female. The heavens do not limit Him, but the heavens and all things, visible and invisible, receive their bounds from Him. Adversary He has none, for there exists not any stronger than He. Wrath and indignation He possesses not, for there is nothing which is able to stand against Him. Ignorance and forgetfulness are not in His nature, for He is altogether wisdom and understanding, and in Him stands fast all that exists. He requires not sacrifice and libation, nor even one of things visible, He requires not aught from any, but all living creatures stand in need of Him, this is clear to you, O King, that there are four classes of men in this world colon barbarians and Greeks, Jews and Christians. The barbarians, indeed, trace the origin of their kind of religion from Kronos and from Rhea and their other gods, the Greeks, however, from Helenos, who is said to be sprung from Zeus. And by Helenos there were born Aeolos and Zathos, and there were others descended from Anakos and Pharanias, 
and lastly from the Egyptian Danaos and from Cosmos and from Dionysus. The Jews, again, trace the origin of their race from Abraham, who begat Isaac, of whom was born Jacob. And he begat twelve sons who migrated from Syria to Egypt, and there they were called the nation of the Hebrews, by him who made their laws, and at length they were named Jews. The Christians, then, trace the beginning of their religion from Jesus the Messiah, and he is named the Son of God Most High. And it is said that God came down from heaven, and from a Hebrew virgin assumed and clothed himself with flesh, and the Son of God lived in a daughter of man. This is taught in the Gospel, as it is called, which a short time was preached among them, and you also if you will read therein, may perceive the power which belongs to it. This Jesus, then, was born of the race of the Hebrews, and he had twelve disciples in order that the purpose of his incarnation might in time be accomplished. But he himself was pierced by the Jews, and he died and was buried, and they say that after three days he rose and ascended to heaven. Thereupon these twelve disciples went forth throughout the known parts of the world, and kept showing his greatness with all modesty and uprightness. And hence also those of the present day who believe that preaching are called Christians, and they are become famous. The Apology of Aristides the Philosopher, translated from the Syriac version by D.M.K., assistant to the Professor of Semitic Languages in the University of Edinburgh. Here are some of the specific aspects of how Aristides addressed the non-Christian worldviews that modern apologists may find instructive. The Barbarian Worldview- Greater than the barbarians, then, as they did not apprehend God, went astray among the elements, and began to worship things created instead of their Creator, and for this end they made images, and shut them up in shrines, and lo! They worshipped them, guarding them the while with much care, lest their gods be stolen by robbers. And the barbarians did not observe that that which acts as guard is greater than that which is guarded, and that every one who creates is greater than that which is created. If it be, then, that their gods are too feeble to see to their own safety, how will they take thought for the safety of men? Great then is the error into which the barbarians wandered in worshipping lifeless images which can do nothing to help them. And I am led to wonder, O king, at their philosophers, how that even they went astray, and gave the name of gods to images which were made in honour of the elements, and that their sages did not perceive that the elements also are dissoluble and perishable. For if a small part of an element is dissolved or destroyed, the whole of it may be dissolved and destroyed. If then the elements themselves are dissolved and destroyed and forced to be subject to another that is more stubborn than they, and if they are not in their nature gods, why, forsooth, do they call the images which are made in their honour, God? Great, then, is the error which the philosophers among them have brought upon their followers. The Apology of Aristides the Philosopher, Chapter 3, Translated from the Syriac Version. The Greek Worldview- Greater than let us turn further to the Greeks also, that we may know what opinion they hold as to the true God. The Greeks, then, because they are more subtle than the barbarians, have gone further astray than the barbarians, inasmuch as they have introduced many fictitious gods, and have set up some of them as males and some as females, and in that some of their gods were found who were adulterers, and did murder, and were deluded, and envious, and wrathful and passionate, and parasites, and thieves, and robbers. And some of them, they say, were crippled and limped, and some were sorcerers, and some actually went mad, and some played on liars, and some were given to roaming on the hills, and some even died, and some were struck dead by lightning, and some were made servants even to men, and some escaped by flight, and some were kidnapped by men, and some, indeed, were lamented and deplored by men. And some, they say, went down to Shoal, and some were grievously wounded, and some transformed themselves into the likeness of animals to seduce the race of mortal women, and some polluted themselves by lying with males and some, they say, were wedded to their mothers and their sisters and their daughters. And they say of their gods that they committed adultery with the daughters of men, and of these there was born a certain race which also was mortal.
and they say that some of the females disputed about beauty, and appeared before men for judgment. Thus, O king, have the Greeks put forward foulness, and absurdity, and folly about their gods and about themselves, in that they have called those that are of such a nature gods, who are no gods. And hence mankind have received incitements to commit adultery and fornication, and to steal and to practice all that is offensive and hated and abhorred. For if they who are called their gods practiced all these things which are written above, how much more should men practice them and, who believe that their gods themselves practice them. And owing to the foulness of this error there have happened to mankind harassing wars, and great famines, and bitter captivity, and complete desolation. And lo! It was by reason of this alone that they suffered and that all these things came upon them, and while they endured those things they did not perceive in their mind that for their error those things came upon them. The Apology of Aristides the Philosopher, Chapter 8, Translated from the Syriac Version. The Egyptian Worldview- Greater than the Egyptians, moreover, because they are more base and stupid than every people that is on the earth, have themselves erred more than all. For the deities, or religion, of the barbarians and the Greeks did not suffice for them, but they introduced some also of the nature of the animals, and said thereof that they were gods, and likewise of creeping things which are found on the dry land and in the waters. And of plants and herbs they said that some of them were gods. And they were corrupted by every kind of delusion and defilement more than every people that is on the earth. For from ancient times they worshipped Isis, and they say that she is a goddess whose husband was Osiris her brother. And when Osiris was killed by Typhon his brother, Isis fled with Horus her son to Byblus in Syria, and was there for a certain time till her son was grown. And he contended with Typhon his uncle, and killed him. And then Isis returned and went about with Horus her son and sought for the dead body of Osiris her lord, bitterly lamenting his death. If then Isis be a goddess, and could not help Osiris her brother and lord, how can she help another? but it is impossible that a divine nature should be afraid, and flee for safety, or should weep wail, or else it is very miserable. The Apology of Aristides the Philosopher, Chapter 12, Translated from the Syriac Version. The Jewish Worldview- Greater than let us come now, O King, to the history of the Jews also, and see what opinion they have as to God. The Jews then say that God is one, the Creator of all, and omnipotent, and that it is not right that any other should be worshipped except this God alone and herein they appear to approach the truth more than all the nations, especially in that they worship God and not His works. And they imitate God by the philanthropy which prevails among them, for they have compassion on the poor, and they release the captives, and bury the dead, and do such things as these, which are acceptable before God and well-pleasing also to men, which, customs, they have received from their forefathers. Greater than. Greater than nevertheless they too erred from true knowledge. And in their imagination they conceive that it is God they serve, whereas by their mode of observance it is to the angels and not to God that their service is rendered colon as when they celebrate Sabbaths and the beginning of the months, and feasts of unleavened bread, and a great fast, and fasting and circumcision and the purification of meats, which things, however, they do not observe perfectly. The Apology of Aristides the Philosopher, Chapter 14, Translated from the Syriac Version. The Christian Worldview- Greater than but the Christians, O King, while they went about and made search, have found the truth, and as we learn from their writings, they have come nearer to truth and genuine knowledge than the rest of the nations. For they know and trust in God, the Creator of heaven and of earth, in whom and from whom are all things, to whom there is no other God as companion, from whom they received commandments which they engraved upon their minds and observe in hope and expectation of the world which is to come. Wherefore they do not commit adultery nor fornication, nor bear false witness, nor embezzle what is held in pledge, nor covet what is not theirs. They honor father and mother, and show kindness to those near to them, and whenever they are judges, they judge uprightly. 
they do not worship idols, made, and the image of man, and whatsoever they would not that others should do unto them, they do not to others, and of the food which is consecrated to idols they do not eat, for they are pure. And their oppressors they appease, lit, comfort, and make them their friends, they do good to their enemies, and their women, O king, are pure as virgins, and their daughters are modest, and their men keep themselves from every unlawful union and from all uncleanness, in the hope of a recompense to come in the other world. Further, if one or other of them have bondmen and bondwomen or children, through love towards them they persuade them to become Christians, and when they have done so, they call them brethren without distinction. They do not worship strange gods, and they go their way in all modesty and cheerfulness. Falsehood is not found among them, and they love one another, and from widows they do not turn away their esteem, and they deliver the orphan from him who treats him harshly. And he who has, gives to him who is not, without boasting. And when they see a stranger, they take him into their homes and rejoice over him as a very brother, for they do not call them brethren after the flesh, but brethren after the Spirit and in God. And whenever one of their poor passes from the world, each one of them according to his ability gives heed to him and carefully sees to his burial. And if they hear that one of their number is imprisoned or afflicted on account of the name of their Messiah, all of them anxiously minister to his necessity, and if it is possible to redeem him they set him free. And if there is among them any that is poor and needy, and if they have no spare food, they fast two or three days in order to supply to the needy their lack of food. They observe the precepts of their Messiah with much care, living justly and soberly as the Lord their God commanded them. Every morning and every hour they give thanks and praise to God for His loving kindnesses toward them, and for their food and their drink they offer thanksgiving to Him. And if any righteous man among them passes from the world, they rejoice and offer thanks to God, and they escort his body as if he were setting out from one place to another near. And when a child has been born to one of them, they give thanks to God, and if moreover it happened to die in childhood, they give thanks to God the more, as for one who has passed through the world without sins. And further if they see that any one of them dies in his ungodliness or in his sins, for him they grieve bitterly, and sorrow is for one who goes to meet his doom. The Apology of Aristides the Philosopher, Chapter 15, Translated from the Syriac Version. Aristides concluded his Apologia to Emperor Hadrian with these powerful words dash. Greater than now the Greeks, O king, as they follow base practices in intercourse with males, and a mother and a sister and a daughter, impute their monstrous impurity and turn to the Christians. But the Christians are just and good, and the truth is set before their eyes, and their spirit is long-suffering. And, therefore, though they know the error of these, the Greeks, and are persecuted by them, they bear and endure it, and for the most part they have compassion on them, as men who are destitute of knowledge. And on their side, they offer prayer that these may repent of their error, and when it happens that one of them has repented, he is ashamed before the Christians of the works which were done by him, and he makes confession to God, saying, I did these things in ignorance. And he purifies his heart, and his sins are forgiven him, because he committed them in ignorance in the former time, when he used to blaspheme and speak evil of the true knowledge of the Christians. And assuredly the race of the Christians is more blessed than all the men who are upon the face of the earth. Greater than. Greater than henceforth let the tongues of those who utter vanity and harass the Christians be silent, and hereafter let them speak the truth. For it is of serious consequence to them that they should worship the true God rather than worship a senseless sound. And verily whatever is spoken in the mouth of the Christians is of God, and their doctrine is the gateway of light. Wherefore let all who are without the knowledge of God draw near thereto, and they will receive incorruptible words, which are from all time and from eternity. So shall they appear before the awful judgment which through Jesus the Messiah is destined to come upon the whole human race. The Apology of Aristides the Philosopher, translated from the Syriac version by DMK. You can read the Syriac and Greek translations here. 
In the next parts of our series we will look at the writings of other 2nd century Christian apologists including Tertullian, Clement of Alexandria and Melito of Sardis. Scripture taken from the New King James Version. Copyright 1982 by Thomas Nelson. Use by permission. All rights reserved.